the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. The topic today is on being lovers of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5 reads, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You have not started loving until you put the love of God as number one in your life. You must have vertical love first before having horizontal love. Vertical love means loving God, and horizontal love means loving your neighbors. Continue to listen as Reverend John brings the rest of the message. Luke chapter 10 and verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as well. Let's read verse 28, one to go, everybody. You have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this, do this, and you will live. Those who love God and love their neighbors have the right to live. You may be seated, I'll be speaking to you on what I titled Lovers of God. Somebody say Lovers of God. How many of you want to be Lovers of God? When this Pharisee or expert of the law asked Jesus in the context he was trying to justify himself as a man who is doing everything right possibly to validate himself and say, you know, let me do a self-assessment of where I am, where my stand is. And he said, okay, I may be doing well here on earth. I'm an expert of the law. I know the law. I keep the law. I teach the law. But um, what do I need to do to gain eternal life? Because even on this earth, you may think you're doing very well. It's what happens in eternity that determines how well you've lived your life. Just like you can write a very a very good exam, you can say, oh, you know what, I did very well in this exam. How do you how do you know if you did well in the exam? Is it the way you feel or when the grades come out? <laughs> how many of you have done some exams, you said it, I finished them in this exam? I, in fact, this exam, they are, they are, in fact, they should bring another one. Then when you saw the grades, you were humble. You know, in life, we are taking exams every day. Life is like an examination. 
God is the one who gives the exams. And it's not what you think is the answer that really matters, but who actually sets the test. The key thing there is you don't have the answers. He has the answers. But he taught you the class. And he gave you the manuscript. And the manuscript is his word. So when the expert of the law came, Jesus said, well, but I gave you the material. What is that very important law that you have to keep? So like an expert, he said, Lord, the law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And your neighbor as yourself. God said, yes, you have done, you have said it right. So, Jesus approved his knowledge. But I believe that what Jesus saw in that man was a man that knew what to do, but wasn't doing it. That's why Jesus said, go and do it, and you shall live. Men and brethren, what is going on in the Christian dawn today is many believers that know the word of God, but don't leave the word of God. To know it is not enough. How many of you know that you could really know a material? But it's when the test comes that you truly know if you know the material. I know a lot of people talk about love. This is a season of love. Oh, love, love. Everybody talk about love and love is all in the air. In fact, some people are tired of hearing the word love. Some people don't want to hear it anymore. Some people say, well, let this February just go. They keep checking their calendar. Well, but it's, it's the shortest month. But maybe you're experiencing the situation in your life. That doesn't stop the fact that love is still the greatest. I want to say this. You know, the people of the world have looked at the word love and they've decided to pick and choose what they want to do with love. Because yes, love is the greatest. Yes. But there's an order. Tell you nobody there's an order. Yes. God is not the God that breaks ranks. If you read that same context in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, when God gave them that law, or you read it also in Matthew, God, Jesus told them, he said, the, the, the number one is love the Lord your God. Number two is love your neighbor. People have decided to make your neighbor number one and make God number two. Let me tell you, no matter how you twist it, loving your neighbor can never trounce number one. Nobody starts counting numbers from number two. It doesn't matter how little number one is. One is one. If you don't love God, your love for man has no value. Has no rhythm. Has no rhyme. Has no correlation. It is when you have learned to love God well that you can appropriately love man. God is love, as John 4 A.B. says that. So if you are talking about the definition of love, you cannot define love outside of God. In fact, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life. Jesus paid the price, laid the example of what love is. Like I tell men, until you have died for your wife, you have not loved enough. Because the example that Jesus showed for the church is an example of sacrifice. 
And the best love is the agape love. Reverend Mas did a wonderful job on Wednesday telling us the different, please clap your hands and give God praise. The different types of love, the stoge love, the eros love, the filial love, and the agape love. God expects us to have the agape love. But listen to me, that agape love must go upward first, vertical, before it goes horizontal. It is the vertical that supports the horizontal. The horizontal cannot support itself. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. The Bible says that the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. So the love that we have is what God has divided. If God does not give you a portion of love, you can't love. So you are just the, you are the satellite campus of God's love. You are the extension of God's love. You, are the, you, you know how we have UPS stations or McDonald's? McDonald's is McDonald's anyway. McDonald's is McDonald's. But you are just one of them, part of the brand. You don't own it. You are just one of the stores. You are God's franchise of love. So it doesn't matter what you do. It is only what God dictates in your heart that you will, that you will give. If God does not give you that love, you can't give it. That's why you discover that sometimes you may try. You may try to do more than what you want to do. But after a while, you'll be exhausted. Because if God has not given it to you, you can't give it. I stand here to tell you, number one, church, that God wants better covenant assembly of God. And everyone on the side of my voice, to be first lovers of God. I understand we want to love our neighbor. We want to love our wife. You want to take your children to ice cream. You want to do all that. Let me tell you, it starts first with loving God. A man that cannot love God effectively will not be able to love his wife. I always give ladies an instruction. I said, when you are marrying a man, try. it doesn't matter who they are. Some of my doctor friends, as I tell them congratulations, I send them a text. I said, let me give you an advice. Take that man to the presence of God. If he easily loves God, he will easily love you. I don't care whether they go to church. I said the closer you get that man to God, the closer that man will be to God always and bring you closer to God and love you. If he doesn't listen to God, he will not listen to you. If a man fear God, he won't beat his wife. Now does it mean that there are not some men that are irresponsible that do that? And claim to love God. The truth is, they are close, they come close to God, but they don't love God. Because a man that loves God should love his wife, should love his children. A man that does not love his children and take care of his children and lives only for himself is an irresponsible man. In fact, the Bible says that man is worse than an unbeliever. Tell your neighbor, love God. So, the number one thing I want to share with you this week is to make sure that your love for God is intact. There are many things that will compete with that love. Money, schedule, business, everything, children. We struggle with the love. Academic, self-pursuit. We struggle with the love. But make sure you keep God as number one. When you love God, God becomes primary. Everything else becomes secondary. A man that does not love God... Whatever his actions are will be downgraded to like. And with like, you have options. You can pick and choose. A true believer that loves God will make God number one and build his schedule around God. You know what people do? They build God around their schedule. If, I, if I'm off, I will go to church. If I'm not off, 
I don't go to church. How about make God number one and let your employers know that without this God, I am nothing. You are listening to Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. If you would like to partner with us in continuing to bring this message all over the world, write us at 6812 Bandera Road, Suite 126, San Antonio, Texas, 78238, or visit us at our website at BethelCovenantAG.org. Now continuing on today's message, here is Reverend John and Ian Mackey. So listen to me, when it comes to God, I will not... I'm sorry, I would. I promise you, I will work for you. In fact, when I work for you, you'll be afraid. <laughs> but my service and my worship of God is number one, and nothing touches it. If you truly want to love God, you will do everything to make a sacrifice for God. But if you don't sacrifice for God, actually, you're only saying it, but you are not living it. The greatest spiritual act of worship and service unto God is a life of love. Number one, to God. Number two, to our neighbors. Listen to me, brethren, brothers and sisters. What does it mean to love God? To love God means to be consumed by strong passion and hunger for God and His presence. To love God means to be a God chaser. To be a God seeker. To be a God pleaser. To love God means to love his son, Jesus Christ. To love his spirit. To be completely yielded to the Holy Spirit. To the dictates of the Holy Spirit. That if the Holy Spirit tells you don't do it, don't do it. Even though it's to your disadvantage. You want to please God. To love God means to always be passionate about him. To be zealous for him. To be zealous about him. To take interest in anything that makes God happy. That's what it means to love God. To love God means to please him, to sacrifice, to go all out for God. Not just to like him, but to truly, sincerely love him with all your heart. To be consumed with a strong, undiluted love for him like David. To desire to seek his pleasure. To be delighted in him. To delight yourself that when you are in his presence, you are excited. You remove dignity and being distinguished. Like David danced. He danced to the extent when the ark was coming back. The wife was saying, why are you dancing before? She said, I'll be more dignif- undignified before God. Because it's this same God that gave me the throne that belonged to your father. Listen to me. When you undignify yourself before God, God will give you the dignity of all men. Amen. To love God means to honor him, to adore him, to reverence him, to worship him, to praise him, and to make him a priority in your life. To love God means... To love him as our savior, as our father, as our redeemer. To love him also means to love others. To love other believers. And also non-believers. Like the good Samaritan. Now listen to me. Loving God does not mean you will not love other people. I mean loving people just like Tabitha and Dorcas. Remember the good Samaritan when Jesus said, who is, who is the neighbor of this man? Is that good somebody? You know, they were priests, they were Levites that didn't love that man that was wounded. So the love of God is to take care of people that cannot really do anything good for you. Loving people that you, you are not expecting anything back from. They don't have the ability to be able to reward you for your acts of love. They don't buy you gifts, birthday gifts, even though you buy them. They don't call you and wish you happy birthday. 
and you still don't get offended, but you still love them. Your reaction doesn't change. Now, to love, to love God simply means, listen to me, irrespective of, hear me, irrespective of people's sexual orientation, you still love them. I'm telling you. Hear me, church. To love God is to love his creation. Now, I'm not saying you should join them to do what they do. I'm not saying you should condone what they do. I'm saying just love them because God died for them. The Bible says God commended his love to us as that while we were yet sinners. Christ did what? Died. Did God not know that you will break his heart? Did God not know that you were going to lie and steal? Did God not know that you were going to cheat? Did God not know that many of our fathers will be like uh, native doctors and all sorts of things? Some of them did some horrible things. But he still saw us and saw the good in them. That's why we came out. That God commended his love towards us. That why we're here sinners. Christ, can you imagine what the love of God did for us? That brought us out because of his love. Listen, gentlemen, lift your hands and thank God. Give him all the praise. It means to be passionate for souls. Causing us to evangelize. Because one day we will stand before God to give account of how we spent our lives. To love God means to be passionate about God's name. To be passionate about God's house. Jesus, the only time we ever heard that Jesus took out a whip. Maybe Jesus bought some people. Because sin for his father's house had consumed him. He said, you have made it a den of lions. Where it should be the house of prayer. That's the only time. He took a whoop. Turned the tables. Because he loved God's house to the extent that he didn't want anything evil to take place in God's house. It's like Phinehas was so zealous for God. When a man was committing immorality in the, in the camp, Phinehas took his sword. And with that sword, pierced the man that was committing adultery with a lady. And God said, because he was zealous for my, for my namesake, he said, I will make a covenant of peace with him. God is looking for true lovers. I'm challenging you this week, wherever you go, let your passion for God be unequivocal. Let it be that if they are looking for a true lover of God, let them identify you first. I want to summarize what God's love is, and I will end this morning. Second service, I'll tell you several characteristics of lovers of God. In summary, what is this love for God? To love God simply means to keep his commandments. That's the, that's the summary. John 14, 15. John 14, 15, look at that scripture. He said, if you love me, keep what? That's the summary. Once you obey everything that is in the word of God, then you are loving God. If you like, say, oh, Lord, I love you. Lord, I sleep for you. Lord, I do everything for you. Lord, I give all my things to the poor. If you don't keep the commandments of God, you don't run away from sin. You don't run away from, diso from the things that are disobedient. Then you don't love God. Loving God means keeping his commandment. That's why he said, if you truly say you love me, you will keep my word. So how do you know what is in the word? It's when you open it and read it. You know, people don't read their Bible. They are so busy. Don't be so busy. If you are too busy to read the word of God, you are too busy. If you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. You are too, I'm telling you the truth. And let me tell you, none of those activities aside of the word of God will give you eternal life. I'm telling you how to make it to heaven. Because we are all here as pilgrims. After a while, God will call us home. You are not the first that lived here. 
you know what? You will not be the last. One day God will call you back. And what would really determine whether you will hear, well done, that good and faithful servant is if you love the Lord. Hear this. What is the value of loving God? Lovers of God, when we love God, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 18, the Bible says that it may go well with you. So when we love God, it goes well with us. Hear this. It says, do what is right and good in the sight so that it may what? It may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to give to your fathers. If you do what is right, what is that right thing? Things that are in the word of God. When you do well, you are loving God, it goes well with you. When you write exams, when you get married, whatever you lay your hands to do, it goes well. When you love God, you don't need to pray pray and say, God, let him be well with me. No, naturally, it becomes well with you. When you love God, some of your prayer points, you will not spend it. Say, Father, do it, do it, oh, do it, God. Because your love makes things go well. Love is the lubricant for your breakthrough. When you love God, peace naturally we walk. I'll show you now. Number two, when you love God, God has special, God puts you into a special category. People that love God operate in God's first class. You, are, you have a special concierge for your destiny. I'm telling you, when you love God and you show God that you really love him, you are in a different class of your own. When other people are struggling, you don't know what they are talking about. It will look like they are speaking Greek. Marriage is hard. You are wondering which one? Is somebody hearing me? People are broke. You are asking, I don't understand. What are you talking about? Because that Jaira, Jehovah Jaira, he is supplying all your needs. You don't have to walk too much. Because if you read that, the Jeremiah says, he said you will reap fields you did not plant. You get houses you don't, you don't understand it. When you love God, God puts you in a special, how many of you want to be in the special category of God? Some of the door to what you are looking for. If you can enter the heavens, if you can enter the presence of God, that door is here. You don't understand. The door to signing that contract. You may know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go stay in the line. I wait a long time. Or God can bring his special people, his special envoy, and say, Sir, can you just uh, can you sign here? It's the same thing. When you love God, you operate on this special platform. I'm not telling you stories. You will just be wondering. You will you will wonder. You will enter a place. People say, I know you. You know why? Because God has given them facial recognition. It's not you they know. They saw God. First Corinthians 2 9. Let me show you the special moves. When you love God. When I'm telling you better, this year, if this year will be different for you, it's your love of God that will change it. Let me show you something. We'll close. I'm about to close. He said, however, everybody read what to go. Want to go. What? As it is written. Pause. Is it written? So anytime something is written, that means it is black and white, confirmed. You can take it to the bank, right? Okay. Let's read one to go. What? No, say it with power. Come on. Eyes have seen. What no ear has heard. And what no human mind has conceived. Things. 
No eyes. So when you are saying it, people will be saying, is that it's not possible? I like that. I want to operate in the realm of impossibility. You are working for it. You don't understand. You want to hear the third one, right? You want to hear the third one? I'll give you the third one. And I'll meet you in the second service. When you love God, God works all things for you. Okay, so I said, God, we don't see Him. Okay. All things. Tell them about all. They are not hearing you. Tell them all. All things work together. For what? For your good. Thank you for listening today to Reverend John Enyameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. You have listened to Reverend John Enyameke bring the word today on lovers of God. God is love and he is a God of order. In life, we must count one before counting two. We must love God first before loving anything else. It is that simple. If you feel this message has blessed you, let us know. Visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org or visit us on one of our social media platforms. Please don't forget that we are building a new sanctuary on 1604 and Braun in San Antonio, Texas. Continue to support us as we complete this sanctuary for God. No amount is too small or too big. We thank and appreciate you for your giving. God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.